Hi guys, I hope you're all doing well and welcome to my new podcast. My name's Chloe and you're listening to Masters of the Macabre, a series where I'll be talking about some of those influential names in horror. In series, I'll be taking um, a different director, writer or other much-loved creative mind behind some of the most important films in horror history. I hope to do future series on Sam Raimi, Dario Argento, Guillermo del Toro, among loads of other people. I have loads of people I want to talk about. So basically each episode of the series, I'll be talking about um, a different film from the person's career. I'll be going chronological order so we can see how they changed and developed. They'll probably be quite short episodes, maybe five, ten minutes. Um, just wanted to do like a little sort of, um, so these could sort of be little nuggets of information. I don't know, I didn't want to overwhelm everyone with all this information. So yeah, it'll be fairly short and I'll be talking a bit about how the films came to be made, production and their influence, although I'll also be choosing some less known films from their filmographies too. So this series will be dedicated to Toby Hooper, who is best known for Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974, um, which is the topic of today's episode. So I'm ashamed that I only got, I only got around to watching this very recently, like last month, but um, I really enjoyed it. Not so much the remake, which I accidentally started watching once because I thought it was the original. I was very wrong and it was terrible. So um, let's start with a little background on Toby. He was born in Austin, Texas on 25th January 1943 and sadly passed away fairly recently um, at the age of 74 on 26th of August in 2017. He claimed his mum went into labour and cinema so his parents his parents also owned a cinema as well so film was a huge part of his life right from the beginning. Throughout his career he compiled a total of 39 directing credits with many of his films being of the horror genre including Poltergeist although this is up for debate whether he actually directed it which I'll explain a bit about later and also in the other episode as well about Podsgeist. He also mingled a little bit in the television industry, directing episodes of Freddy's Nightmares in 1988, Tales from the Crypt in 1991, and two episodes of Masters of Horror, the anthology series in 2005 and 2006. He especially did more TV work towards the end of his career, and the last time he directed was a film called Gin in 2013. So we co-wrote Texas Chainsaw Massacre with Kim Hankel, whom he'd previously had star in his first speech film Eggshells in 1969. This was sort of a psychedelic drama apparently, I think it was mostly improvised, but this was fairly early in his career and he hadn't actually made anything particularly well known yet. I think he'd done maybe a a documentary. At this point he'd only had four previous credits as director. Um, The first was a fun little short comedy set in the old times called The Heisters which I'll leave a link to. It's a completely different vibe to the rest of his stuff he's made. As for Kim, this was his first writing credit. Both he and Toby had written the first draft of the script together in just a few weeks. The idea of the story hit Toby while he's at Christmas shopping which is a pretty (laughs) horrifying concept in itself. I mean we've all been there. So in interviews he explained that while stuck in a crowd he had sort of saw a display of chainsaws um, on the wall and he thought to himself about how useful they'd be in that moment so yeah um, it will just sort of hit him in that moment I guess the whole story. The original title they were going to use was Head Cheese in reference to a conversation about the similar of the scenes with the hitchhiker then they were going to go with Leatherface but this obviously ended up being used in the 2017 prequel title and before eventually they settled on Texas Chainsaw Massacre which was suggested by head of the Texas Film Commission Warren Scarron. Not only did he come up with the name but he really also helped get the budget for the film and sell the movie um, although they still lacked finance, he really wants to get the film made, he really wants to get more films made in Texas, that was his kind of goal. So he really pushed for this to get made. Not only were Toby and Kim fairly new to the industry, but so were the crew. Um, cinematographer Dan Pearl had never worked on a feature film and neither had the production manager. Crew members would apparently sometimes quit due to long working days before coming back and this was due to the film's lack of finance. In fact, the original actor who was cast to play Leatherface had left, which opened the door of opportunity for Gunnar Hansen to take his place. Much of the cast, including Hansen, were unknown. They were brought in from drama schools and theatre groups so they're quite amateur actors. I, I bet for a lot of them this is their first film. So the show itself was challenging to say the least. The cast and crew were shooting seven days a week with really long hours during the, the summer in Texas, which I bet was sweaty and gross. So 
yeah, that sounds horrible. On top of that, Hooper had been indecisive and seemed to be winging it, which I guess worked out for him in the end. But even Steven Spielberg, who's credited as writer and producer on Poltergeist, is quoted as saying that Toby isn't what you'd, you know, call take charge guy. He wasn't a strong presence on the movie set. So with all this in consideration, it seems that this should have been a recipe for disaster for Texas Chainsaw, but however that, you know, didn't turn out that way. The film apparently broke a record as the highest grossing indie horror of all time until Halloween beat it just four years later in 1978. So this was obviously a good time for horror movies um i guess this was right at the beginning of the sort of the real slasher movies coming in during the 70s so yeah it's it during that time is in so the slasher film was still in its prime what I find incredible about Texas Chainsaw is the lack of actual gore in display. It suggests more than it actually shows, and a lot of it is just building up the incredibly intense final scenes, the highlight of which is obviously the dinner table scene where Sally's tied up, accompanied by Leatherface and the, the family just taunting her. Despite there not being a whole lot of actual violence, the British Board of Film Censors actually refused to give the film a certificate until it gave in in like 1999, as they believe it showed um, pornography of terror. It's what Toby manages to imply that audiences find disturbing, I think. Um, it's quite visceral without ex explicitly showing everything. Hansen casting is also what makes the film for me he doesn't have any dialogue but he's terrifying because of how just huge he looks in comparison to his victims he really fills the door frames not to mention you never actually see it behind the mask and the fact that he never uses language is a great choice i mean i think originally in the script he had a few lines or something but toby decided to take that out and um, i think it just confirms that he's someone you can't reason with him it just makes him a lot more animalistic he just sort of you know makes weird noises and grunts or whatever but it's, it just makes him a little more like an, an animal, not so, not human. Along with its often beautiful natural setting outside the salt house at least, the film has a stripped back aesthetic, I think, that makes it seem raw and real. The colours almost look dull and faded, like it could be an old snuff film you just came across in your attic, but these aren't the only things that make it special. It's been argued that it's an early example of false marketing, paving the way for Blair Witch Project in 1999 and its internet marketing, which implied the film was a real documentary, and ultimately changing the way films were marketed forever. Texas Chainsaw sold itself as based on a true story, and of course we see films start with this preface a lot these days, usually followed by a defeated side from the audience, but at the time this was pretty new stuff, so sure Leatherface was somewhat inspired by a serial killer called Ed Gein, but it's by no means a true story, he was just, just sort of influenced by it, but it wasn't, you know, directly, you know, <laughs> it's very much, you know, use its artistic license. But it sure feels like it could be, for the majority of the movie, a true story. Um, thanks to how normal it feels, with the exception of the hitchhiker, it's just like, the, this group of people, they're quite normal and just <laughs> going on a road trip and you, just in contrast with this weird guy they come across, it just makes it all the more stand out the sort of horror of it, I think, in contrast with the normality of these people. Wes Craven even described the film as looking like someone stole a camera and started killing people, which I have to agree with. The impact that Texas Chainsaw had on horror cinema can still be seen in films today. From the mask killer to the marketing, its popularity started a few trends that don't look like they're going to die anytime soon. The image chainsaws will forever be associated with all the face, and I think they're all the more scary and relentless looking as weapons after watching this. So that's all for this episode. Please let me know if you thought it was good or bad, or what you liked, what you didn't like. We'll be back as welcome um let me know what you'd like to me to add to anything in the future you can find me on twitter at chloedav196 or i've set up an email for this which is masters of the macabre at gmail.com if you want to get in contact so if you like this i also have another podcast with my friend will it's called hey we're talking here we do lots of reviews tv film games sometimes we usually talk about horror on there too because it's our favorite so next time i'll be talking about death trap from 1976 also known as eaten alive so i hope you enjoy please subscribe if you did and maybe join me next time so bye